Buff Nation! Let's go! Welcome into DMVR Buffs Primetime. We're presented by Illegal Pete's. Everyone's go-to spot for burritos, buddies, and beers. Jake and RK back. We're remote today. Yes. Uh, what's up, man? How you doing? Not much. Uh, I have to I have to point this out because I find it hilarious. You can tell which one of us is basically married and which one of us is a bachelor in their 20s by our walls. Yeah, uh, my bed is not too far from me right here. I spend a lot of time in this exact room. <laughs> Check it out, though. I got the new, uh, there it is, Nuggets banner. Bang. Let's go. I got a little Buffs helmet over my shoulder right behind a Denard Robinson signed, uh, or right in front of a Denard Robinson signed Michigan helmet. Damn, um, that's fire. We got some setups going a little bit. <laughs> All right. Uh, big news today. We got a backup quarterback finally, Ryan. We've been talking about it forever. Gavin Cole to commit to Colorado. He's from Northwestern or Northeastern Oklahoma AM. Um, I that have no idea where real. that is. Well, it's probably in Northeastern Oklahoma, if I were to guess. Maybe. <laughs> uh, that, as I told you, that sounds like a college straight out of a Key and Peel skit. Northeastern Oklahoma A&M. You're getting the qualifier at the end and double directional. That's impressive. <laughs> exactly. Um, I don't have, I've found some stats. Here's some of his film that we can watch while we talk about him. Um, he appeared in eight games. Okay, first off, the mascot, Ryan, do you have any guesses of Northeastern Oklahoma A&M? god oh is that it right there on the field i even if you've seen it i don't think you can <laughs> tell me what that is <laughs> i i i was just gonna say like bulldogs or something <laughs> they are the golden norsemen oh my goodness um, <laughs> yeah. wow that is impressive um, really quick just so everyone knows we are remote today because our office doesn't have running water Yep. Um, Which I yeah, didn't think was that big of a deal, as I said on the Broncos podcast, until I realized that that means you can't use the toilets. Right. Yeah, same. I was like, well, we can just go in there and, I don't know, I'll bring my water in, I guess. <laughs> yes, I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll come with a full water bottle and some hand sanitizer. <laughs> right. Um, you've seen some plays there. He's got a cannon, though. There's one highlight I saw where oh. it was the practice one. I think it was earlier in the clip. Uh, he threw it like 60 yards down the middle of the field. Uh, the only stats I have, he appeared in eight games, 72 passing yards and four interceptions. That's all I got for you. That's cold, if you will. <laughs> it is cold. <laughs> um, but we've been talking about a backup quarterback. They finally get one. We're not going to be rolling with just freshmen behind Shador. How do you feel now that we have like, a somewhat of a veteran? Well, I'm going to push back on the idea that they finally have a backup quarterback. Um, I think that they have a guy who is going to compete with Ryan Staub and Kaysen Wiseman uh, for the backup job. And it is nice to have a guy with a little bit of experience at the college level. Um, so I'm glad that they're adding that to the mix. But uh, I wouldn't just anoint him as the number two immediately. Um I like some of this tape. I think he has a little bit of a, of a, or I should say he has a pretty live arm, which you love to see. Um, but so do those yeah. other guys. So, you know, it'll be interesting to see kind of how this shakes out. Hopefully he gets on campus and he locks down the job and more than anything, hopefully it never matters for one second. In fact, <laughs> I wouldn't care if we never even find out who the backup quarterback is. 
That's the ideal scenario for sure. Um, this guy is a big guy, though. I don't know, have his exact measure measurables, but you could see on tape he the size kind of pops off the tape there. Um, so we'll see. He was running the ball there a bit too. He can run the ball on some of those QB powers that Sean Lewis is going to throw out there. Um, so he can do some of the stuff that Sean Lewis is going to ask of the quarterback in this offense. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, and I don't know. I mean, it, it'll be, it, it would be nice if we had some specs on him. He definitely looks big. Um, the H family coming in saying six, five, two thirty. That's like, pretty ideal yep. quarterback size. Like I said, the arm looks nice. He can drop it down a little bit and sling it. Um, so hopefully he comes in and uh, and provides nice depth in that room. And like I said, hopefully it never matters. Next piece of news we got, uh, Bernard Causey has announced the top seven with CU in there. He also announced he's going to commit today at 3 p.m. Uh, Ole Miss, Illinois, Mississippi State, Nebraska, CU, Indiana and Missouri. He's been teasing too on his Twitter. He posted last night, very late, uh, hashtag go buffs with three buff emojis. Then today he just posted a picture of him in prime. So he's already been on campus and met the coaching staff. Um, but he's, I don't, we've kind of seen this like recruits kind of teasing CU and then not go to CU. So I don't really know what to make of this. I don't know if you have anything there though. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll be following closely in the mix for sure. Also, do we know if um, Gavin was at the walk-on slash Juco camp? Um, I can look through his Twitter real quick and try and find that. A lot of guys have been posting their like highlights and stuff. I don't see any from him on his Twitter page, so I do not know. He could have been there. I don't know. Yeah, okay, cool. Um, also, someone um, asked if this is my childhood bedroom. No, it is my current uh, guest room at my apartment. There you go. <laughs> uh, Bernard Causey's a three-star 247 sports composite player, 926 in the nation, 76th cornerback. He's at six or weighs in at six foot, 160 pounds from JFK High School in New Orleans, Louisiana. Um, in the top seven with Nebraska. I mean, it's not a top recruit, obviously you're not getting some of the blue bloods, but you have some power five, some sec interest for sure. So we'll see today at 3 PM. He is again, out of, where did I just say Louisiana? So I think that's Eastern time zone, Louisiana. I would say so. Yes. So one o'clock our time, um, we should have news on him. Also Zakara Lewis today announces or yesterday, announced that he is going to be transferring to Venice High School to play with Charles Lester III. Charles Lester III, uh, we talked about yesterday, set his commitment date for July 29th. It's those three schools he's visiting, Bama, FSU, Georgia, and then, of course, CU is in there. Uh, he's going to Georgia this weekend, and then he's going to make his decision. But those guys are teaming up earlier than we thought they were. I guess we saw this coming, but uh, could be teaming up before they become buffs, too. Yes, absolutely. And someone in the comments was saying that they thought he decommitted, but I think they're just confused over the fact that he's switching high schools, uh, yes. not switching his commitment. Um, and yeah, we were a little bit confused when we saw Charles Lester teasing that him and Zakarl would be teammates. We had a feeling it had something to do with high school. And as we're learning now, yes, Zakarl going uh, to transfer to Charles Lester's high school to recruit him full time 
uh, 24-7 job. He will just be recruiting him all day, every day to come to Colorado. Oh, Louisiana Um, Central time. There you go. The time zone zone lines make no sense. (laughs) I just know that way far away from here is two hours ahead, and then just somewhere in the middle is an hour ahead. I, I have no idea where the line is. Like Indianapolis is in the Eastern time zone. You would never expect that. Well, isn't it Missouri that's split between the central and Eastern time zone, like down the middle of the state or something like that? What are we doing here? Let's figure it out. (laughs) Um, Last piece of news before we get to the meat of today's show. Um, Two things to do with EA sports and call it the college football game. First off uh, EA sports is breaking off from EA games. Um, So I don't know exactly what that entails at this point. Uh, I feel good about that move because obviously EA has kind of been a plague to the video game industry and ruined these sports games. Uh, But maybe they have a chance now if they separate. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's interesting. There's got to be some sort of legality in there that they're trying to um, circumvent. Um, But who knows what that actually is. Um, well, there is some legal action going on with the EA Sports video game. It officially came through the group called the Brander Group, um, which has deals no- to negotiate group licensing contracts for 54 D1 schools, is suing EA over the name over the NIL deals being offered to athletes for this game. Uh, we've talked about this a lot. Again, it was $500 per athlete, no royalties that was offered. They're saying it's unfair. Um, kind of talking about the money the schools bring in compared to the players. I Are we ever going to see this game? I don't know. I doubt it. And it's such a shame because the game actually brings a lot of joy to a lot of people. Um, and it would continue to do so. And I think there is a solution that is out, that exists out there where everyone can feel happy about it, or I shouldn't say everyone, but most people can feel happy about it. Um, As I said before, I will never blame um, the players for trying to get the most out of what they're worth. Um, But at the same time, getting paid, whether it's 500 or a thousand or $1,500 to to really not do anything, just say, yes, I'll be in the game. To me, seems like a nice deal. Um, So, Again, not blaming them for wanting to push for more. I hope they get more and the game still comes out. That's the best case scenario. Uh, It's just a shame that we're kind of always having to jump through another hoop every time we think we get close with this thing. So we'll keep track of this lawsuit and see exactly what kind of comes from this. All right, we're going to talk about players we haven't talked about too much and kind of break down who will be our breakout candidates or guys who are under the radar, I guess. But first, a word from our sponsor. Shout out to Shador's number two. It's barbecue season. Make sure you're prepared on the grill. And for all your, I guess, I don't know, meat needs with Shador's number two barbecue sauce, it's absolutely delicious. Tomato-based, rich, thick, sweet molasses-style barbecue sauce with tangy vinegar and fire heat finishes with a subtle smoky note. You can go to plbse.com for a limited time. Use the code all city, all caps, all one word at checkout for 10% off your order of Shador's number two. Uh, Ryan, I got to check in spirit of the buffs. We don't have the neon today, but how's the spirit of the buffs feeling? Spirit of the buffs is great. It is. Uh, it's pulsating. You just can't see it. 
Love to hear that. Um, you can get your own buff LED neon sign from Saturday Neon, the company started by two friends and former roommates at CU. They're based out of Denver. They've got 19 select schools, including CU and many others. Uh, it's great for your man cave office. Um, they make great gifts as well. Go to SaturdayNeon.com. Use the code DMBR. You'll get 10% off your order today. And you get free shipping for orders over $200. Hell yeah. All right. So there's no real order to these names. It's just kind of how we listed them off. But um, we'll go down. And then at the end, we'll kind of make our top five of under the radar guys who could be massive contributors to this team. We start off with Cavassier Smoke. The former Kentucky Wildcat uh, listed at 5'9", 209. He averaged 5.42 yards per carry at Kentucky. That ranks actually seventh all-time in their history. He was a former three-star recruit. Uh, he was a four-year basketball player as well. Uh, but, of course, at 5'9", basketball has kind of ended for you at that point. Um, what do you think about Kvasier Smoke's role and expectations for this year? Yeah, and just so you guys know, we kind of built this list. We just went through the roster yesterday position by position and said, hey – have we been talking enough about this guy and just kind of base it off of our own feelings of, oh, that guy really hasn't gotten enough burn on this show. Like we kind of get into patterns of talking about certain guys because they're the most exciting, you know, like it's so fun and exciting to talk about Dylan Edwards. Um, the stats jump off the page when you talk about Alton McCaskill. Um, we have previous experience with guys like Anthony Hankerson. So we've talked about them enough. Um, Cavassier Smoke, who was really – one of the first dominoes in this running back room, I guess technically Dylan Edwards was the first, um, but he came shortly thereafter, has kind of become, I don't want to say an afterthought because I don't think it's fair, but he just moved down the list of when you talk running back, how much are you talking Cavassier smoke? Uh, and it is, uh, it is not enough. He is a very, very good player who, when he was added to this roster, we imagined him being kind of the bell cow back and Dylan Edwards flanking him. There's still a great chance of that happening. He's going to have a chance to compete for serious, serious playing time on this roster. And I'm excited for him for that. So um, it's not uh, – it, it's hard to talk about all these guys enough. Cavassier Smoke, I think, is one just because of how long he's been on the, the team. Um, you know, we haven't talked about him as much recently. Yeah, it's actually a lot of guys like that who committed early and then kind of got lost in the shuffle. Remember, he enters as a grad transfer, too. So this guy's coming here to work and put up some tape for the NFL. Next guy is Willie Gaines. Um, Willie Gaines committed to Toledo way back, uh, but never played there. Then went to Dodge City Community College before transferring to JSU last year. Uh, it was academic issues that prevented him from playing at Toledo, but he now has a 3.5 GPA. He's really turned it around in the classroom. He's another Florida kid. Of course, we know he's speed all day. We saw the touchdowns to him and Sharor uh, last year at JSU. He's a big play threat. Um, your thoughts on Willie Gaines? Yeah, um, really excited about him. Uh, watch actually a little bit of Willie Gaines tape the other day, and he's electric, man. Like He is really, really fun to watch when he's out there on the field. He already has pre-existing chemistry with Shador, um, and he can fly. So... You know, there are so there's so much speed on this team right now. And again, I think you're you're more likely to talk about the um, the, the power five transfer speed, um, the incoming freshman speed, all of this stuff. Meanwhile, Willie Gaines, I think, you know, is 
going to have a great chance to be one of the fastest receivers on this team. So um, don't sleep on him. Uh, super excited for him. And I'm, I, I'm interested to see where he fits in. I hope we get to see uh, or get another 40 time uh, day where we can actually see how all of these receivers stack up against each other, because we know Jimmy can fly. We know some of these other guys can fly, but I want to know, who's faster, Willie Gaines or Tarvarish Dawson or, uh, you know, Jalen Ellis. Like, I want to see all these guys get stacked up against each other. He's got that prior chemistry with Shador, so I think we'll get back to him definitely at some point. Next guy, Jack Bailey, uh, the former, I believe, right guard out of Kent State, 6'3", 280. He was only rated a two-star player coming out of high school but started in 21 games at Kent State. Another guy who played both ways in football. He also played basketball through shot putt, discus, and high school, a pure athlete. Got two years of eligibility remaining um, and could definitely be in the conversation to start at right guard for this team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you were like out of town when he committed. Uh, yeah. and it's kind of like a perfect storm of us not having too many conversations about him. But um, was a guy that I think, if I'm just giving my honest assessment of what I think happened, is, you know, Coach OB and Coach Lewis got here and looked at what they had uh, and said, we need to add another guy and we might have a guy who can come in and start right away. Um, so they like him a lot. He has a mean streak, which you love to have, especially in a guard, but really anywhere on the offensive line. But that guard is usually that like gritty nose to the grindstone part of the offensive line. Uh, and so he... Uh, He's that guy, and and I think he has a great chance to play a lot. Uh, that prior relationship is definitely going to factor in. Next guy is D.V. Harris out of Old Dominion. We've got two Old Dominion guys to talk about. He plays defensive end, 6'2", 233, kind of that mold we talk about uh, Jeremiah Brown in, just that smaller, um, more versatile edge who can kind of drop back in coverage. That's where his highlights came from at ODU. He had two defensive touchdowns and was the first defensive player in ODU history to score two defensive touchdowns in the same season in 2021. He then scored another in 2022 on a pick six. He was a three-star recruit coming out of high school. He had some big offers, Florida, Kentucky, Utah, Michigan, before committing to Minnesota. Didn't play there um, and then transferred down to ODU, but had some pretty damn good seasons. He has He's got decent production. Overall, played in 24 games, 57 total tackles, five sacks, eight and a half tackles for a loss, three touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's a part of a group of a bunch of guys who have a chance to make a big impact on the line. And what I am trying to figure out is how do we make sure we, we didn't talk too little about one of the guys that breaks out. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's kind of the, the point of this show is there's so many players that are big names and there's so many players that have transferred. And what's really cool about this is we've all kind of been on this journey since December uh, and the whole team has been rebuilt since then. So it's like everyone who's been on the journey knows all of the names, but what I don't want to happen is DV Harris has two sacks against TCU and people are like, who is this guy? I don't remember you guys talking about him. <laughs> right. So it could be him. It could be some of these other guys that we're going to talk about, but um, what they really did, I think uh, when it comes to rushing the passer is they just said, you know, coach prime and the defensive staff said, give me a bunch of darts. Uh, and 
if you give me enough darts, I'll hit a couple bullseyes. And, and so he's absolutely part of that group. Next guy, uh, we're going to go with David Connor, the former Florida O-lineman, uh, 247 Sports Composite, three-star in the 2022 class. This guy's massive, 6'6", 270. Uh, Florida is listed at 295 for his freshman season. He played 8A football in Florida um, for Deerfield Beach. I know that that's kind of another one of those schools out there that uh, pumps out talent. He didn't play last year, but this is a guy coming in. He's got the size. He obviously has a high school pedigree. He was recruited at a high level. And we've seen, we've heard this offensive line is really probably the biggest question as to who's going to actually be on the field. Yeah, a lot of great competition in that group. And this is another guy who I swear to God, if he was starting, there would have been a lot of people being like, David Connor, who? No one's talking about this guy, but like you said, he has all the measurables. Uh, He has the pedigree in terms of where he played high school ball. He was a highly touted recruit. There's a great chance that this dude ends up being a starter on this offensive line. And um, people would be surprised because again, you know, he doesn't have like, he, he, he doesn't have like an exciting name. That's easy to remember or anything like that. And it's easy for some of these guys to just fall through the cracks. Uh, next guy, Chaz Wallace, who is also from Old Dominion. He plays defensive tackle, 6'2", 295. He is actually good friends and former roommates with D.V. Harris when they were at ODU. He only had, Chaz Wallace only had five offers, according to 247, when he was a three-star recruit in the 2020 class. He ends up committing to ODU. He's from Maryland. Last year, he had 19 total tackles. He had half a sack, two tackles for a loss. But this is a big body. You know, we talk about losing Jalen Sami and how people were concerned about that um, and how just you need that beef. You need size on the interior defensive line. And he's going to bring that for uh, this team. Yes, absolutely. Part of a group when everyone was saying this team needs defensive line, this team needs defensive line. Like all of a sudden in like a two week period, they went out and got like six defensive linemen uh, and he was one of them. So um, a big boy who I think is absolutely in the mix to be one of those defensive tackles. Next guy, we have Derek McClendon, another defensive lineman. My guy listed at 6'4", 245. He was a high three-star recruit in 2019. He had plenty of legit P5 interest before choosing FSU. He actually earned last year the Bill McGrotha Award that's given to the top humanitarians on the team. Uh, he's been appearing a lot in well-off videos. Of course, his style has kind of been one of the things that everyone likes to talk about. But this guy was highly productive in his time at um, FSU. He was able to get to the quarterback. He's played four years, played in over 38 games. He has 12 tackles for a loss, seven total sacks. So still kind of scratching the surface, and that's why he's here at Colorado, to prove that he can play. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this This guy... It was on the fringe, I think, of not being talked about enough, but I want to talk about him more and more um, because I think he's not only going to be a contributor and potentially a starter, uh, but I think he legitimately is is going to be a leader on the defensive side of the football. So um, just needs more and more run, more and more shine, uh, has a, you know, a, a really fun and exciting personality. And uh, he's I think he's going to be kind of, it's funny to talk about players this way, but it really is almost like a, a series that we're watching. And I think he's going to be like a fan favorite, uh, uh, like a favorite 
quote unquote character of the show. Right. Um, he's going to have some competition for that starting role across from Jordan Dominic. Next guy's Ty is Alston. 6'4", 255 pound, one of those bigger edges. So kind of like Derek McClendon and like Jordan Dominic, where they're bigger as opposed to D.V. Harris, Jeremiah Brown. Um, I think there's someone else I'm forgetting in that other smaller mold. But this guy was a three-star recruit in 2017. He's played a lot of football, been around for a while. He committed to East Carolina, um, but never played there. Transferred to Copiah Lincoln Community College and only played one season there and was immediately recognized as one of the best JUCO transfers in the country. He goes to West Virginia. He kind of struggled with injuries throughout his time there, but played in 26 games, had 12 starts, eight sacks, 15 tackles for a loss, and four forced fumbles in that time. I don't know if he starts or McClendon starts, but I feel good about either of them, honestly. Absolutely. Uh, I know Coach Prime is the authority on nicknames around here, but I haven't heard his for <laughs> Taj Alston yet. So uh, for me, it's Domino because he was the first <laughs> transfer – uh, the first transfer to uh, to pull the trigger on coming to Colorado. So he was yes. the first domino to get everything going. Uh, and uh, and for that, I will always remember him. And it's also one of the reasons why he's on this list. Um, just been in the mix for so long. There's been 50 other players who came in after him as a transfer. Uh, and, and so I think he gets forgotten a little bit. You know, you see new, fresh, exciting stats like a Derek McClendon, and you forget about Taj Alston. So, um would not be surprised if he ends up being a part of that. For sure. Another guy who I'm highly intrigued by is Zach Blackwood, the 6'4", 285-pound defensive lineman out of Garden City Community College. Um, he had no 247 sports rankings. He committed to Northern Arizona in 2021 but did not play, then transferred to Garden City Community College and kind of blew up. 42 tackles, six tackles for a loss, three and a half sacks. That resulted in him receiving 21 uh, scholarship offers. CU was his first Power Five offer of those 21. He took it. Now he's going to be really, I think he's going to be rotating in on this defensive line. He had great numbers last year. He's got the size at 6'4, 285, making a jump, but I'm excited for him. Remember when Coach Prime tweeted out that he wants his staff to go find some no stars? Mm hmm. This is one. Uh, and this is a guy who I think the staff is kind of calling their shot on. They're like, yep. hey, we found this guy, and we, he might be a baller. Uh, and, and so they went and got him. Uh, and, you know, I think they will have no problem telling him that the ball's in his court to prove them right. Uh, and I have a feeling the reason they brought him in is because they think he's built for that. Um, and so I wouldn't be surprised if you see his numbers going way up, weight room stuff going way up, uh, and he ends up being a, a legitimate contributor to that line. Popular guy in the chat, um, we asked about him and where he's at all the time. Brendan Gant was a 247 Sports Composite four-star and a 247 Sports four-star in 2019. 117th overall player, 11th overall safety, was highly touted as a recruit. Um, he went to Florida State, played there for four seasons, had 112 total tackles in that time, five and a half tackles for a loss, one sack, one pick. He did make the transition uh, from DB to linebacker at some point in his career. I believe that was a few years ago. And we talk about, you know, Cam, we talk about Trevor and kind of their role in this defense being that, you know, slot linebacker safety hybrid or just doing all blitzing, all that kind of stuff. Brendan Gant, I think, is going to be one of, if not the number one guys to be starting in that role. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, fits the mold, the right size, 
uh, has some speed that he can add to that defensive side of the ball. Um, has a uh, not that this matters in terms of once he got here, but it's cool that he has a connection uh, with Coach Prime and that his dad played with him. Um, mm-hmm. So you know, there's a lot of players like that on the roster, and um, no one understands um, the bloodline and why that matters more than Coach Prime himself. Like he sees, right. you know, how the fact that his kids got a chance to at least understand. Uh, what made him great, maybe if they didn't get to see it up close and personal, um, but work ethic and all of those different things that make someone special. And I think there's it's no coincidence why Coach Prime likes bringing in players uh, whose you know, parents uh, are professionals um, and why you'll see it continue to happen because I think he, he sees why, you know, why Shador is the hardest working player on the team because he knows exactly what it takes. Yeah. Bloodlines are huge, man. And like you said, it's not just because of the on the field stuff. It's just having that kind of support structure, been there, having done that um, just to make things easier. You mentioned his father, Eric, he's in the Grambling Legends Sports Hall of Fame. He rushed for 3,745 yards and 34 touchdowns in his career there. His uncle, Kenny Gant, won two sub, two Super Bowl rings during his seven year career with the Cowboys and Bucks. Um, he's going to be Brendan's going to be a guy definitely in the mix. Next guy, another kind of early commit is Kendrick Breedlove. Uh, He was, I believe, a three-star that committed to Ole Miss back in the 2021 class cycle. He was a high three-star, though, 413th overall player in the class, 27th overall athlete. Um, I say athlete, and man, he was that in high school. Uh, He was a track star, helped his team win two state championships in the 4x100 and 4x200 Never really saw the field too much at Ole Miss, um, but he's going to have an opportunity here with the depth that they currently have at cornerback. And I've seen people say it, and now that I've found that track stat, that he's one of the faster guys on the team too. So get him in with Willie Gaines and all those guys. Let's see how fast he is. Yep, absolutely. Uh, I thought he was up and down in the spring game. Uh, Had some positive flashes and negative flashes, Um, but he is – very toolsy and especially uh with that speed i think you know you you let coach prime and that defensive staff coach him up a little bit and he's able to use that speed more as a weapon for himself um and at the very least can be a core special teamer but um at, at most could be a serious contributor for this defense uh especially when it comes to matching up with like quick little receivers uh, Reggie says Breedlove's also coming off an injury. Another guy coming off an injury. Um, he committed during the spring game. So, I mean, all that was going on. So it was just crazy. But Vito Tisdale out of Kentucky missed the entire 2022 season with a torn ACL. Um, but when you like hear from Kentucky fans about how he played there, they loved him. He was a fan favorite for sure. So was Smoke as well. Yeah. Uh, he had 39 total tackles. One pass broken up in the two years before 2022. Um, I've got a couple things from the Kentucky uh, roster page here. Three words to describe him are chill, calm, and sweet, he says. (laughs) Um, He also then said one word to describe him on the field is dangerous. (laughs) Yeah, he's a a flip the switch kind of guy. He is. His sports hero is Sean Taylor. Wow, great choice. 
Um, yeah, like I said, uh, a flip the switch kind of guy. Like everyone loved him. Everyone loved his personality. Um, and just one of those guys who he gets on the field and you're like, that's that guy from that interview I watched this week. He looks like his hair is on fire. So, uh, excited, excited for him. Part of a, the same thing I've said about edge and the same thing I'll say about wide receiver, um, is part of a group where if he's starting to me, it's not a shock. Uh, I think other people might be shocked, but that's why you got to make sure that these guys are getting their run because it's such a huge part of this is anyone can show out now that you're on campus it's fair game you know there's a few spots that are probably spoken for but other than that every spot on this team is up for grabs so don't be caught sleeping on a guy if they end up being a starter another guy who flying under the radar for sure and has the stats to back up his playing those Roderick Ward the former Southern Utah safety um, he's out of San Jacinto, California. I believe he played at uh, community college out there and then took the bump up to FCS to play at Southern Utah. Highly productive last year uh, for the Thunderbirds. 52 total tackles. He also had a sack. Um, he had four interceptions, 11 pass breakups. I've seen people mention him in the nickel uh, safety, but at 5'11", 180, I think nickel kind of suits him more. And he's obviously got the ball production to back it up, too. Yep, absolutely, absolutely. Um, he was a no-star recruit when he came out. Um, he's really kind of improved his stock over the last few years. Last two guys are a couple freshmen. Uh, O'Marion Miller is one, and he we talked about him when he committed, um, and he's been making plays we've seen on Well Off. But this guy, just going through his uh, high school history, first off, pure athlete, played basketball at North Cotto High School. Um, but he was highly, highly, highly productive. He had seven 100-yard games in 10 games, including a 200-yard performance, seven receptions, 243 yards, and three touchdowns. He's 6'2", 200 pounds already, and that size really pops off when you watch him on well-off clips. Uh, one of the top receivers in this class, and, man, I can't help but think he's going to factor in at some point, at least in one game this year. Yeah, I mean, there's always going to be a couple freshmen um, who pop out. And we know Dylan Edwards is going to be one of them. Uh, but there's a few other guys on this roster that could really be candidates for that. And I think if you were ranking who is most likely uh, to be that guy that maybe we haven't talked about enough, but it could really pop off, I think it's O'Marion Miller. Um, you know, we talked so much about big receiver, big receiver, big receiver, and they go get Javon Antonio, who's definitely going to play uh, and play a lot. But O'Marion Miller can also play that role for this team. Uh, same with Adam Hopkins. There's a lot of like potential for a wide receiver that we haven't talked about enough to pop in. And I think he's high on that list. You said his name, Adam Hopkins, is the next guy out of Thomasville, Georgia. Of course, another four-star recruit, uh, one of the top receivers in this class. He had over 21 offers, and he was highly productive. Um, he also played both ways defensively at 31 tackles, two interceptions, and eight pass breakups. Uh, he was a first-team wide receiver as a senior. He picked up the Rivals Stick'em Award in June 2021 at a camp given to the player with the best hands. That's so great to hear so great to hear um certainly the most underrated aspect of, of wide receivers and i mean that seriously like it seems so obvious right great hands is great 
but we so often get caught up in how fast can this guy run? How high can this guy jump? How quick can he get out of his breaks? And none of it matters if you don't have the hands to match. The great thing for him, he can run like hell. He can jump like hell. He can get in and out of his breaks really quickly. And then you add in the hands. That's how you went over the quarterback. You went over the quarterback a lot of ways. No way is better than with your hands. Yeah, that's the thing that popped out to me when you see him on well office is like short to intermediate route running. He's so sudden. Even in those like short areas, it's going to be so easy for Shador to just drop a ball right there to him. Yep. And Reggie makes a good point. Dropping a pass right next to ball security. I mean, yes, sir. it's it's one a drop is one step above a fumble. Um, I'll throw out one more guy just because I saw him in the chat, but Elijah Yelverton, yep. the former Iowa tight end, 6'5", 225, uh, played at Trinity Christian High School, already has the relationship with Coach Prime, Shador, and all those guys. Uh, I believe he like medically retired or something at Iowa and then kind of came back when he became, when he uh, committed to CU. He's at, listed at 6'5", 225, so maybe you'd want to see the weight a little higher if you're talking about a starting tight end in this offense. But I think just given his prior history, he's going to factor in. Yes, yes. Uh, it's That's a really open position. Maybe the single most open position on the team. Um, so you factor in his his previous experience with Shador, you know, even uh, with Coach Prime. It's, uh, it's not going to be a surprise to me if he's on the football field. All right, so that was a lot of names. Let's narrow it down to five. Do we start at the bottom then? Start from five and go up? It's going to be hard for us to to rank them. Um, I But I think the way we do this is uh, is we each just like pick a guy and see if we agree on it. And then we can, I guess, figure out the order. Okay. You want to go first? first one, yeah, the first one I want to put in is, uh, is Willie Gaines. Yeah. I think that yeah, I agree. Uh, again, after watching his tape the other day, I'm like, oh, this guy is not being spoken about nearly enough, um, just because he's you know one of a large group of speed receivers. But I think he plays and plays well. Um, next guy that I will throw out. I mean, he's my guy. I kind of have to go with him. Derek McClendon, uh, the former FSU defensive end has the size to be that big defensive end, that bookend aside from Jordan Dominic, has the production to back it up. I give him the edge over Tyge Alston just because he doesn't have as much of an injury history as Tyge does. I mean, he's going to be healthy coming into this season, of course, uh, but Derek McClendon would be the guy I'd put my bets on to be um, the starting edge across from Jordan. I think Alyssa's back if we want to get that uh, graphic up too. Cool. Um, man. Trying to figure out who I want to go next. Hmm. I think I'll go Cavassier Smoke. Fair. Um, yeah. I, I think he's being heavily slept on just because of how exciting Alton McCaskill's stats are. For sure. And you said it. We thought he was going to be, you know, uh, the back, the bell cow back for this team when he committed back then. He's going to factor in. I mean, I don't know how they're going to kind of play this uh, situation between him and Alton McCaskill, but I could see it being like every drive or every series, something like that, um, just to kind of keep fresh legs. I mean, we talk about the running back rotation a lot. Savion Wilkerson's going to factor into that as well. 
So I think we see a heavy rotation and I think he's definitely going to get, you know, his fair share of carries. Um, He's been a part-time guy kind of at Kentucky the last few years has a great yards per carry average. So I think that could translate um, and be a factor, maybe not the factor like Alton McCaskill, but be a factor in this offense. Okay. I'm going to go. I'll go with Roderick Ward. Um, just with the stats and, you know, we talk about, I don't want to say the lack of depth at the secondary, but it's definitely top heavy, right? At least at the cornerback position. And although Roderick Ward did play safety at uh, Southern Utah, he's got the body type and he's got the ball production, I think, to really make an impact in coverage anywhere on the field. We talk about how often they may use three safeties or just, you know, exotic safety looks on the back end there. He could factor into that. He could also just cover one-on-one, I think, and be a factor locking down someone in the slot or just patrolling the zone in the middle of the field. All right. So we've got one more here. And by the way, I love the Roderick Ward pick. Um, Truly great ball skills, which will take him a long way. Um, What do you think here? There's so many options. Name off some names for me and let's uh, let's boil it down to one. One final of the top five most slept on so far. So we have Jack Bailey, D.V. Harris, Chaz Wallace. Um, we've got Derek McClendon, Taj Alston. We got David Connor, Zach we Blackwood. Put McClendon on there, didn't we? Oh, we did get uh, McClendon. Um, Zach Blackwood, Brendan Gant, Breedlove, Tisdale, Adam Hopkins, Omari Miller, and Elijah Yelverton. Oh man, I think it's got to be one of those defensive linemen. Is it Zach Blackwood? I'm intrigued by this guy, man. I think he's going to factor in for sure. I think it's him. I think, I think he might have. He might end up having the the lowest talked about to highest contribution. Um, right at the end of this. Yeah, definitely a guy who has really kind of ascended as of late, and he proved immediately last year at Garden City Community College that he's one of the best JUCO players in the country. Didn't get a P5 offer, but. You know, we talked about, you mentioned it. Coach Prime's looking for these no-stars, these hungry guys. And this guy just looks, seems like he wants to get better and just prove a lot of people wrong in his time here at CU. I believe he's got quite a bit of eligibility as well. So this is not a guy who you'll see for one year. I think that he could be a piece on this defense for now and for the future. Love it. I think we got a good list. I mean, there's so many different guys. Like, there's so many options uh, of guys that you could put on this list. So I'm trying to factor in how good they're going to be, but also how little they've been talked about. I think he he's extremely high on that list. Um, yes. Uh, anyone who, if you had a last spot, who would you pick? I think I'd go Marion Miller. I think that's a good one. I might go Vito. Mm, another good one. Lots of guys on this team, though. That's the point of this. Lots of guys on this team. Um, we're trying to get some shine on some of those that we haven't spoke about as much. Um, We'll do some more on some sleepers, I'm sure, as we go through. Bishop Thomas, can we even categorize Bishop Thomas as an under-the-radar guy? <laughs> no, I, we, we've talked about him so much. We love him. Yes. He's going to be fun. All right, uh, let's get to some questions. First off, a word from our friends at Backus and Shanker. If you get hurt, Backus and Shanker are here to help. 
They've been doing so for more than 25 years. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients. No fees to speak with them about your case. No fees while they work on your case. And no fees unless they win your case and win money for you. They help with all kinds of injury cases where you weren't at fault, car accident, motorcycle, ride share, pedestrian, trucks can even help if you are injured at work. Smash that Shador line, 222-2222 to find out if you have a case for free, Bacchus and Shanker wins. It's also a beautiful day out in Denver. Make sure you can take on the sun with gear built to last. Our friends at Shady Rays, extremely clear polarized optics, durable frames, and that's not all. Shady Rays, Shady Rays offers the most insane protection to all of eyewear. Every pair of sunglasses backed by their lost and broken replacements. You can shop their entire collection at the Park Meadows Mall. Or you can go online to ShadyRays.com. Make sure you use the code DMVR. You'll get 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And you can try for yourself. Shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. All right. What do we want to talk about today, guys? Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. What's up? Um, Mally is asking, where is Mata? They haven't said much about him. I don't know. <laughs> He's a kicker. He's usually a kicker. They just, usually true. they don't say much about him. Well, even when they're at practice, they're usually hard to find. They're on the side, like kind of doing their own thing anyway. So. Mm-hmm. All right. What else do we got? Jason's I've seen people asking this. When will Staub hit the portal? I don't come on now. Why oh, why would Staub hit the portal if just because a JUCO kid is coming in? He wouldn't. He if he didn't have an issue with the uh, the coach's son being the starting quarterback. <laughs> um, he's not going to have an issue with a Juco kid coming to compete for the backup job. Well, and he also comes in with another freshman in his class. Like he's obviously going to be facing competition from the minute he steps on campus. If it's competition, he's scared of, and coach Prime has said it, if it's competition, you're scared of, this ain't the place for you. He's not scared of competition. And I also think the fact that he came here, um, means he's at peace with like what his timeline is. He's not thinking like, I got to get on the, on the field ASAP. He's thinking, like, I, w- I need to develop, become the best quarterback I can be and be ready when my time comes. Now, he may end up transferring. Every player on this team may end up transferring. Um, but, like I said, if you're, you know, if if you're playing quarterback at Colorado, you clearly know that your time is a little bit of a ways away. For sure. Uh, what else we got? David's asking, do you guys know why some guys aren't on campus that like, is there anything from the university that's holding them up? Um, it could be admissions, could just be guys taking their time. I don't know. They don't have classes. So yeah, they can, they can show up throughout the summer. This happens every single year. Um, it's just normally no one's paying attention. Right. And you don't have Bucky and Darius there filming the highlights yeah. of practice. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, most schools, in the country have no idea which players are on campus. Yep. We're spoiled. Yes. We very very spoiled. spoiled. All right. What else do we got? Mac Mills asking y'all think coach prime showed his players must be the money video yet. I bet they'll be crying. I'm sure they've seen it on their own. <laughs> it ain't hard to find, right? That's what he says. Amen. What else do we got? Um, Jay's asking, guys, is Denver becoming title town? Just need the buffs to step up here, here. Becoming Denver is title town. You got yes, uh, the Stanley Cup last year, 
the NCAA hockey championship last year. Um, there was a um, lacrosse championship last year, I believe. There is, of course, the NBA finals this year. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, it, it, this is title town, baby. Buffs, uh, Buffs are just in line to be next. Mines won a national championship, I think, as well. Um, I think they lost in the national championship. Or they lost it. They were in the yeah. national championship, though. Um, but, I mean, CU's on the up, too. This basketball team, both basketball teams, are going to be very good this year. And then we'll see, of course, with the football team. Yep. What else we got? From Sean. Our guy. Um, he's asking, not sure if, if y'all mentioned it previously, but how are we looking in terms of sign-up slash deposits for TCU trip? Love a TCU trip reminder. Uh, and we are looking great. We're already into double digits on how many people are coming with us down to TCU. Um, we have about 10 more days, actually nine more days to sign up. If you're in Colorado and you want to do the full trip with us, that's like you're running into us at the gate at the airport. We're getting drinks in the airport, hanging out, talking buffs, getting on a flight, flying down to TCU, taking a shuttle together to the airport or uh, to the hotel, you know, checking in. Being like, hey, let's meet back up here for lobby drinks at six o'clock before we head over to wherever That's we're going funny. for our Friday night party. Uh, that is the full package. Uh, and so you have nine more days to sign up to that because we have to let the airline know how many people are flying with us. Um, but other than that, there's a bunch of other options. If you're in Texas, there's options for you to just come hang out with us at the tailgate. We are also going to be planning like a Friday night meetup. Um, so keep an eye out for that. I think we might even do like a live podcast uh with a with a meet and greet type of thing afterwards um so super excited for that but make sure you get over to our website um and you can find all the details the best place would probably be to go to our twitter where it's pinned um mm -hmm. and to find all the details find the best package for you you can have a four-person room two-person room one-person room whatever we have it all set up uh so come come to dallas slash fort worth with us and uh, let's take over the town can't wait man it's going to be a hell of a time. Um, as you said, check the Twitter. We'll put out a few tweets throughout the uh, next few days as well. Anything else? Um. <laughs> <laughs> of course. I do not know where Cormani McLean is. Again, he did post on Instagram yesterday. I don't know if you saw this, but he posted no. a video. He's out there working. Yeah. All right. In Florida? It looked like it. It looked pretty flat. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, what else do we got? Eric says, why not at the bar? Because there's no water at the bar today. <laughs> we'll be back tomorrow for sure. Um, Sean said he's coming to the, uh, to the trip with us. Can't wait, Sean. Let's go. Mac Mill said he's coming to the meet and greet. Let's go. Hell yeah, we're going to have a bunch of people out there. It's going to be a ton of fun. Um, is that it? That's all we got. All right, that's all we got. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll talk about the buffs like we always do. Um, yeah, I guess that's it. Let's go buffs. Let's go buffs.